Financial Market Update. Hi, welcome to our Market Talk podcast. I'm Gavin O'Carroll from AIB. And this is the first in a series of sector special podcasts to focus on the main sectors of the economy impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Since the government's announcement of restrictions on Friday the 27th of March, the country has rallied together to adhere to health experts' guidance kick off this important market talk series for our customers. We are focusing today on the hotel sector and we are honoured to welcome David Byrne from the Great National Hotel Group, David McCarthy, Head of Hospitality and Tourism at AIB, and John Fahey, our resident economist. Good morning all. Thank you for joining us remotely. Based on the data from the CSO for 2019, the hotel sector has been generating five billion in revenues from international tourists and about a further two billion from domestic markets. The Irish Tourism Industry Confederation estimates a for 3.5 billion reduction in overseas expenditure in 2020, which clearly outlines the seriousness of the impacts of COVID-19 on this hotel sector. Davis. Turning firstly to you, our customer, thank you sincerely for joining us at short notice on this hotel sector special podcast. What a difficult time for the country, but specifically for your hotel sector right now. Could you open the door for our listeners as to what has gone on in your hotels over the past few weeks? Oh, thank you, Gavin. Um, certainly, I'm, I'm happy to. And, and thank you for the invite uh, to, to join the podcast this morning. It's really unprecedented and very challenging times, uh, it must be said. I think from the offset, what a, what a great response from our government departments and our, our HSE departments who have really stood up over the last number of weeks in guiding the country through it. So ultimately, we have a health crisis that at the, at the heart of us really are, are people. However, that, that has obviously spread to a business challenge. So I'll talk through a little bit of what we've done to try and, I suppose, steer ourselves through that as a business. Great National owns hotels. Uh, we manage hotels for other owners. And we provide hotel services in areas such as revenue management, online distribution, web and reservation outsourcing to over 150 hotels across UK and Ireland. So, so we're getting real good time data, I suppose, and we understand what's going on. So I think about four weeks ago now, Gavin, it seems like a lifetime ago, but it, it's only four weeks ago, uh, we set up our own task force made up of our own uh, senior management team across all of our, our hotels and our marketing companies. Our, our initial team was that we were trying really push for open communication here between our staff, our clients, our suppliers, our banks, uh, and so on. And our phase one of that was just to get a, a viability view on our business. And we looked as much as we possibly could at what we needed to do. In phase one, we, we carried out, regrettably, we, out of our 700 colleagues, we laid 630 of our, of our staff off. We closed all hotels, apart from two uh, that we're operating currently, one where we offered it to the HSE in Cork and, and one where we're supporting a lot of people going towards the local hospital in Nimerick. I think during that time, really our whole scenario was to cut our cost, get into a level of cash protection to see can we you know, protect our business for the future and look at our contingency planning. So really our first thing there was we dealt with our suppliers, we dealt with our, with our staff, and we dealt with our clients and we held various meetings with our banks and shareholders. And that was really our, our open communication strategy in, in week one. That brought us down to uh, our baseline cost level. Week two, we moved into contingency planning. So we looked then at what does this thing look like for the next 12 weeks? What will our cash flows look like for the next 12 weeks? At the same time, our HR people really, really put a huge effort in and were very thankful to all our managers and our people around the country uh, we made sure that all our staff were signed up to the various different supports that are available. And the government has to be applauded on how they tackled that. They both on you know the speed of putting in uh, the COVID emergency payments and the, also the, the speed of, of putting in the subsidies. 
So at this point, all our properties and all our businesses are availing of dust reports, and we're very thankful for those. Our, our next phase, which really was last week, was to refine our cost base and to start looking for longer-term support. So at that point, we brought our cost down to our very bare minimum, and we looked at closing further areas of, of hotels as such, and looking at security and, and dealing with our insurance people. And we, at that point, would have applied for the SPCI guaranteed loan scheme, so that we're applying for working capital loans uh, for when the recovery happens. And we've dealt further and availed of all moratoriums in all businesses with all banks. All the pillar banks, including yourselves, from our first phone call and our first strategy session with you guys, the immediate reaction was, we're here to support you. Just let, let us know what uh, what you need to do. And we availed of the initial three-month moratoriums everywhere as a, a contingency plan for all hotels, whether they're strong or, or weak. And at this point, thankfully, we've, we've had our first task force meeting yesterday on our recovery planning. And there's items there that we can share later on. But, but ultimately, what we've done is open communication, brought our costs down, made sure our staff were looked after and then put on the supports, tried to get a visibility on our business. And I, I think I'm in the, the fortunate position of being a member of a very, very experienced management team and, and board. So we're lucky, I suppose, as opposed to you know smaller independent hotels, that we would have an exceptional experience at our board and management team level to be able to, to carry that out. So really, that's, in a, in a nutshell, that's how we've structured our approach so far, Gavin. Dave, I said the experience and the breadth of experience is, is obvious just in, in you laying out how you've reacted and approached this crisis as, as a management team as, as, as a company. You have sight of multiple different hotel model types and would be interested just in hearing your view in terms of the domestic versus the international tourists and the business versus corporates. Where do you yep. see this going now in terms of the recovery when that takes place? Because nobody can predict that moment. Yeah, we spend our most of our, our lives as hoteliers trying to figure out, you know, how much business we're going to do over the coming weeks and months and, and to keep our costs lower. This is unprecedented in that the timing of a recovery is virtually impossible to tell. However, there are a couple of indications that are quite good. While I, I notice the expertise on the ITIC board and how they're calling the remainder of the year with regard to, you know, how the recovery could happen. I suppose we've looked at two scenarios, and just to be very down-to-earth about it, I mean, realistically, international ledgers, which are our tour business, from talking to our tour partners, we've pretty much written off for this year. So, you know, our American tour buses or, uh, and companies there, our Italian, German, and French, the tour market we're anticipating will not happen this year now. That's the, the first thing. So that business will be longer to come back, international leisure. Like ourselves here in Ireland, I mean, a lot of people, will, even when the restrictions are lifted, will, will think very strongly about travelling to any countries. And, and likewise, our Italian, German, French, UK clients that would regularly come to us will be taking the same thing. On the international corporate side of things, we, we see in our town centre hotels, our city centre hotels, we see a quicker recovery once restrictions are lifted and possibly from September on. The domestic markets, I, I think, and if, if I was giving any advice to any other companies, any other hotels, I'd be saying to them to get ready for, once restrictions are lifted, a very quick and, and heavy rebound from the domestic market. And that would include, you know, on a more human basis, it would include all those weddings that have been postponed, all the gatherings and birthday parties and various different family events that have been postponed all over the country. People will want to get back together. And I've been spending a lot of time working remotely and spending a lot of fantastic time with, with my own kids and so on over, over recent times. However, I think really when the restrictions are lifted, we, we will want to support uh, local businesses in Ireland and get out there and, and you know, and, and enjoy what Ireland has to, has to offer. And I think that's really where uh, local hoteliers need to, be, need to be ready for that. And it will come quite quickly. 
the domestic recovery on, on a more financial basis, our best case scenario that we're running at the minute, at, at a very best case scenario, would be a 50% return to 2019 levels by uh, July and August if restrictions are all lifted in the next three weeks, which we don't see happening, and down to a, a 60% of 19 levels from September to October. And that's our best case scenario at this point in time. We're forecasting 2021 as somewhere in the region of a 5% reduction in 19 levels. And we're really looking towards 22 to a return to growth. And that's how we're forecasting our models currently and so on. So, so really, that's, that's how we see the recovery coming from our perspective. And domestic is really all that's going to happen in the remainder of this year, with a return of international corporate in the city centres and so on, possible from September. I'm going to come back to you on the domestic front in a couple of minutes, but just for now, I'm just going to bring our economist in, John. What sectors generally are mainly impacted by the crisis in these weeks thus far? Yeah, so Gavin, in terms of where we're seeing the most impact at the moment, it's very much along travel, tourism, leisure, leisure and retail sectors. So these are really where the restrictions are, are impacting the most. So in effect, a lot of these businesses just had to shut down operations in the near term. But it's also, it's important to bear in mind, so uh, obviously we're talking here about an unprecedented recession in prospect, not just for the uh, Irish economy, but the global economy. But just we're coming into this from an Irish economy perspective, uh, in terms of a relatively strong position. So unemployment rate had fallen to uh, below 5%. You know, the economy has undergone sustained period of deleveraging, especially in the private sector, including households, like the level of household debt disposable income has fallen uh, well from its peak. Uh, and also government finances are, are in a much better position. Now, the data is starting to come through, showing a sharp impact in terms of downturn in activity. And our services PMI there kind of highlighted that. So that we get a breakdown in our services survey. And that showed that the transport, the tourism and leisure subcomponent of that registered one of its steepest drops in activity on record in March. It's a challenging outlook. I think the key thing to bear in mind, though, is that we're coming at this from a position of relative strength. And this recession, whilst it will be sharp and unprecedented, will ultimately prove temporary. Hopeful comment. Uh, I'm going to go straight to David McCarthy now because customers in the hotel sector are listening to this and they're now saying, what can I do? David, you're the lead in this sector for AIB. Have you any advice to offer customers on how to approach their bank for support? Hi, Gavin. Yes. A lot of an outline there by David has taken an extremely good approach. Really, the way I see this is it's a two-phase approach. The first phase was this crisis came out of nowhere. Everybody was hit with us our hotel customers and AIB as well. And so we all had to work really hard to get the moratorium system in place as quickly as possible and on a mass scale. And we've done that now. So I think we're all coming through the first phase of this. The second phase, which is, I think, what we're going to speak about mostly today, planning for the future and what cash flow and working capital requirements that will bring. And we're advising a five-step plan on this. First of these five steps, know what cash you have available to you right now and to understand your cash position. The second step is to try and work out what the likely impact of the close period will be on your cash flow. But just as David outlined there, he has some projections for best and worst case scenarios. And so we suggest we should carry out scenario planning in all businesses. That's making assumptions as to when businesses might reopen, but also what the recovery in each of the revenue streams in your business might look like. And the fourth step is to assess what financial options are available to you. This is all the ranges of support available from TRB, but also what government supports and schemes are available. 
on the fifth that uh, once you've carried out that analysis, then you've more of an idea of what level of financial support you require. You should talk to your bank and you should strive for a transparent relationship with your advisor. Be totally upfront with the financial requirements you might have, and we can work together in partnership to find solutions and to get through this crisis together. Okay, and back to you, David, our hotel's customer. What type of things have you been able to do during this closed period, as David mentioned? And I'm thinking a hotel's customer that's listening to this podcast and they haven't done enough just yet in terms of marketing and advertising. And then, of course, the big pricing story. Could you give us your thoughts? Yeah, certainly, Gavin. And for all the uh, hoteliers that are out there, well, we're in, in a fortunate position in Great National Group to have built up our business over many years and, and become quite large. We did start quite small in, in operating just one or two hotels, so we are hoteliers at heart. I, I'd say that there's a number of things that we've seen that might be useful and that certainly are helpful to us. There's possibly five items that uh, maybe worth thinking about this time as you start thinking about recovery. The first thing is that we have laid off a lot of staff, all hotels have around the country. And what a lot of our managers have done is set up social media accounts, closed Facebook accounts, and you know WhatsApp groups specifically for staff to keep them up to date with everything we're doing. For those that are working remotely, we would operate a number of offices in London and in Enough. Each day, uh, we have a communication with the remote staff so that people are, are, are I suppose, are, to feel part of, of the team and part of the planning. And, and it is the best time, the amount of people that, that are very loyal to our companies and to our hotels, we really need to look after them now because we want them back. We, we are a hotel business and, and we need our staff to be, to be back with us and we want to get them back as quickly. So open communication being, being that part of it. I think the second thing we found is that we will have uh, just over 200 weddings across our portfolio in Ireland this year. And thankfully at this point, we haven't seen one cancellation. We, we've seen huge amounts of postponements. We've seen people taking Thursdays in, in August at this point as, as provisionally or moving to next year. The same with conferences and the same with other events like that. So I would encourage hoteliers to keep communicating with their with customers and, and to try and, I suppose, reach out to customers around the country with a, a postponed, don't cancel type message. You know, all, all small hotels around the country support their local community with you know, sponsorships of X, Y and Z. And I think it, it could be a good time you know, for a postponement, don't cancel type policy to be promoted. So that, you know, we will all see the part of our recovery in time. The second thing uh, on a more practical level is uh, for future bookings, allow now flexible bookings, allow cancellations up to date of arrival so that if people want to rebook, just let them uh, rebook now, but in the knowledge that they can cancel without penalty. The third thing is uh, with regard to deposits, if people want deposits back, of course, we've, we've done that, but we're encouraging people to hold on to deposits and, and book another date. Something that we learned, I suppose, really from the, the previous recession on this one is a much deeper one uh, that we will rebound quicker from, uh, which we believe as well, is that the domestic market will come back. Let's not enter into a, a period of, of deep discounting. The use of uh, various different other promotional tools for deep discounting are, are just not going to help. I think we, we want a fair price for our product and we want to look after our customers as best we can. So let's keep a differential between our own rates and, and the rates on our online travel agent sites, which are commissionable. And let's try and just stay at a decent pricing. We don't want to go back to a situation of 10,000 millions at 29 euro, et cetera, of Dublin creating price wars around the place, because ultimately that just leads to failed businesses. So I, I would say that the Irish public and, and hoteliers, people will and, and are able to pay a fair price. So let's not heavily discount. And that, that would be one of the main things that we 
just as a as an aside, and uh, we've been developing a system for independent hotels for the last couple of years called Revenista, and it's a software product that uh, allows large independent, small independent hotels to move their rates online quicker and to put a differential between themselves and places like Booking.com and, and that kind of thing, so that you can move quicker and reduce your commissions. Get ready and have your rates ready, and you know have your differential on your own website, your best price for Booking Direct, and have all that in place for when the recovery comes. That type of thing is going to be very important. So lastly, in our UK business, we've a marketing company that handles 70 uh, four-star hotels over there, and we've seen a large uptake on the purchase of vouchers. Um, vouchers that are, if you buy for cash, have no expiry date on them because you know if you buy something for 100 euro, 100 pounds, in five years' time, it'll still be worth 100 euro, 100 pounds, but you may not get as much for it. So cash vouchers shouldn't have an expiry date. And that gives people, you know, huge comfort. And the second thing is that we've done experience vouchers, things like spa breaks and spa days and visiting local attractions. And we've put an expiry on those of, of up to three years. So by doing that, you know, people are finding it difficult to get gifts for things like Mother's Day and birthday parties and that scenario. But they still want to be able to send online gifts to people. And hotels are a perfect scenario for that. So they're the, the number of things that you can get ready, I suppose, do now. And you can help you get ready for the recovery uh, as it comes. And it will come. Uh, it has always come. And hoteliers are very resilient and have a, a great product here in the UK and Ireland. And specifically in Ireland, that the standard of our product is superb. So this situation will pass. Uh, but let's not get into a heavy discounting type scenario. Let's just look for a fair price for our product. And I think the, uh, the Irish market will respond very quickly to that. John, just bringing you back in, we are really only weeks into this global crisis. What is the economic backdrop as we speak? So uh, in terms of where we are at the moment, we're starting to see the hit to the economy come through in the official data. So I referenced there earlier just the services PMI. Uh, so uh, we've seen that in the manufacturing. Obviously, the thing that got a lot of attention the last week or so was the jump in, in jobless numbers. So we're going to see a big jump in the unemployment rate. So the data now is starting to reflect the fact that for all intents and purposes, the majority of the economy uh, has been in shutdown mode. So in terms of where we go from here uh, around the recovery, the timing of the recovery will be very much dependent on when the restrictions uh, are relaxed and then lifted. There is encouraging signs. If you look at some of the other uh, European countries that probably got impacted earlier than us in terms of the spread of the virus, in the last couple of days, uh, we've seen the likes of Austria and Denmark plan to start gradually easing restrictions post the Easter period. So some countries are already at that stage, and even though it may take a month to six weeks for that process. So we will, in the next couple of weeks, uh, if the restrictions put in place here prove successful in terms of flattening and curving that, then the attention will start to turn to when these restrictions will be lifted. Now, it will be a phased process uh, on that. But we expect it on the supply side, a pretty quick recovery, allowing businesses to reopen and people get back to work. On the demand side, the rebound there in terms of just consumer spending, that may be somewhat more sluggish. There will be a pickup and it will be strong, but it's from a low base. But you're likely to see maybe some consumers and businesses still somewhat cautious, given that a lot of them would have taken a sharp shock either their personal finances or their business finances. So on the demand side, uh, maybe a bit more uh, of a lag recovery. But generally speaking, 
uh, on the current trajectory, you could see uh, in the second half of the year, once those restrictions are lifted, a strong uplift in activity for the economy here. And also in terms of just the global economy, remembering the context where we are in Ireland, we're a small open economy. So if the global economy starts to pick up, then it has a, a positive impact for ourselves here as well. Thanks. I want to bring you back in terms of AIB's approach. It is so important customers understand that businesses should actually engage with AIB as early as possible. What do you say there, Davis? Okay, Gavin, um, every business division of AIB is fully operational, albeit probably over 90% of our staff are working remotely. But all of our branch network is open. All of our business teams are available to speak with customers. And as I said earlier, absolutely make contact with your business advisor early as possible and continue that line of communication as we work through your scenario planning, your cash flow planning, and we can all work together to find the appropriate solution to get through this crisis together. There's hope in the messages today, David, from the hotel side. Just I'm going to leave one of the last words to you because you've got some lovely messages for, for listeners today. No, thank you, Gavin. Um, I think the, the general thing that we've learned and that may be helpful uh, to everybody is open communication, number one, with your clients, with your banks, with your suppliers, and with your staff. And try and keep that going so that you keep your teams together. Number two, there's a couple of things there that people will buy off your country, especially the voucher scenario and, and relaxing restrictions on future bookings. It will really help. And I think number three is that be prepared for the, for the rebound when it, when it comes. And, and it, it will come. It will come. But there are some tough times ahead. But there is there is some things that you can you can start planning for now. And I think lastly, look for the supports. You know, the, the moratoriums are there. The SBCI guaranteed multi-loan schemes are there. And so, and our, our lobbyists, uh, I think, like the IHI and the IHS, from our perspective, have worked superbly through this so far in, in communication. So keep in contact with your your local organisations like the IHS and so on. Uh, to feedback what's what's happening, but uh, we've been through as hoteliers, we've been through it all. We've we've seen uh, SARS, we've seen foot and mouth, we've seen ash clouds, we've seen global downturns, and so on. We've seen it all. This this one ultimately was helped on. So I think the number one thing: look after yourself and look after your families. Look after you know, your health. Number one, but uh, number two, in business we will be ready for for when that comes. So that that really is, uh, the the message that I would have from our experience over the last number of weeks. David, thank you. It's a lovely way to end our podcast. And sincerely, thanks to you and John and Dave McCarthy from AAB for giving your time and valuable insights to us today. That's David Byrne, CEO of Great National Hotel Group, David McCarthy from AAB's hospitality and tourism sector team in business banking, and John Fahey, our senior economist, bringing you the important steps you could be taking to get through this crisis and these uncertain times. For more detailed information on this hotel sector podcast and indeed this special sector series, please see details and links attached for AAB supports available to our customers. For the full range of Reports available, please visit aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Stay safe and speak with you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC.
authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.